you how to distill gin. Was is that a bit of yours, or how did that become yeah. the title of it? Yeah, that's a joke of mine, and I just uh, thought it would be. I, I was, you know, talking to another comic and like throwing ideas for the title at him, and I, you know, some good buddy of mine. I was like the only one he liked <laughs> out of the titles. Perfect. I think I was probably trying to be a little too. Um, Oh, but I kind of almost wish I wish I titled it just Jin <laughs> or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, or whatever. I don't know because it is long. But it's, Let me yeah, teach you the distilled gin. Now it's it's regularly played on Sirius XM. What yeah. what what are the what channel is it on? Uh, a so, of the comedy again? Channels? Yeah, I mean I forget exactly. There's like five of them. There's Comedy USA, and I have some tracks that are explicit and some that aren't. But uh -huh. it's like the way that that works, from my understanding. Is like there's Raw Dog, there's Comedy yes. USA. Raw Dog does, they will play dirty stuff. Comedy USA doesn't. There's a couple of others, I think. Mm -hmm. I think there's five um, that play comedy regularly. And they do things like seasonally sometimes. So, like, I have some college stuff that I think gets played around the college, like going back to college stuff. Mm -hmm. so I went back to college, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of material on that and that stuff is pretty clean so like i've got you know it's like a third of my track is kind of explicit and the rest is pretty clean okay now alex grubar g-u-g-r-u-b-a-r-d g-r-u-b-a-r-d alexgrubard.com you can follow me on twitter instagram at alex grubard i'm alex grubard on like everything, everything. Uh, yeah, I've got, you know, a link tree, all that kind of stuff. But if you just go to alexgrubard.com or find me on Instagram, you'll probably find everything pretty easily for just straight yeah. up me. And then there's weedingoutthestone.com and there's a Weeding Out the Stone account for like also everything. You can follow me or Weeding Out the Stone on Bands in Town even and find uh -huh. out when I've got shows for either one. Um, there's, you know, I've got just accounts out there with yeah. just pretty straightforward. But if there's one info. place is it alexgrubar.com uh, alexgrubar.com i'd say yeah, yeah okay and you'll yeah. find everything else there yeah all my social media are like there and yeah yeah totally okay now alex grubar everyone at home is poised to press play at the exact same same time we do here in the studio we're all going to watch this youtube movie together so why don't you go ahead alex grubar and give us that celebrity comedian countdown all right, all right, here we go. All right, thanks for having me, by the way. Guys, get ready. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Thank you, Samuel Goodwin, for presenting this film. Now, this isn't Goldware, Goldwyn Mayer era. This is before the merger. This is before Mayer. Samuel Goldwyn was completely active on this film, producing it. Samuel Golden Miner. Well, you know, there's a Samuel Golden production movie house. Like, there's uh -huh. a, a, movie, um, a production company called Samuel Goodwin, I believe. You see how Humphrey Bogart was listed first? Yeah. Yeah, that means we're watching not the first release. When the first release came out, uh, Claire, I forget her name. She's not in front of me right now. She was, she had top billing, uh, and it was not cool. So they fixed it in later releases. What, he became like a superstar two seconds later, and they're like, well, oh, shit. I mean, yeah, he had already been a superstar. Um, uh, he, he, had done a, he had done another film. It's not right in front of me right now, but he had done another film in which he was a gangster. And so they just said, hey, he'd be good for this. And he just got it because it was easy. 
He had already had some success. Okay, here's our we setup. We New York and the river for many of the, the years. The dirty banks of the East River was lined with the tenements of the poor. Then the Ritz, discovering the river traffic was picturesque, moved into the houses eastward. I said it right, picturesque. Picturesque. And now the terraces of these great apartment houses look down in the windows of the tenement poor. Well, that's not a very good job of gentrification if you get to look down at the tenement poor. Maybe that's what you want. Like you look down, you literally look down on the poor. Well, you'll see in this film, they literally look down on the poor. Now, what we're seeing right now is an extremely elaborate movie set. Interesting. They built those flannels? Yeah, they were going to be, they were going to do this, of course, on location in Manhattan. You see, this started as a play. So okay. you you know, uh, but what we're looking at right now, it really that's a painting in the background. It oh. really is a a big lot. Now this lot would get uh, they would throw uh, garbage. You see how clean it looks right now? Yes, yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, Mayor would walk around. Goldwyn Mayor would walk. Uh, oh, look at them! There's Sam. the fancy pants. Good old Sam. Yeah, he would say like. Clean up this set! And the director's like, it's a slum. So every night he would go and clean it up himself, personally. And he insisted that the opening... This guy is sleeping on the wrong side of the docks. <laughs> Not the tracks, the docks? Yeah, like, it's you can tell this is a miniature because there's a Lionel train behind it. That's now, a big building. Richie Rich apartment building. And to the in front of him where he's walking is like a tenement building didn't richie rich have a friend who's like his little poor friend i i read I a lot remember. of richie rich but i don't remember that all i remember is jackie joker is that a problem <laughs> he, had, he had a comedian friend poorie poor poorie poor <laughs> the poor little poor boy rich okay boy. so now we're gonna get a little slice of life in the Four people tenement thing and now this this oh hey watch it i'm throwing a, i'm going through garbage here oh there's oscar now he's gonna pretend that a bug gets on him and we'll see the really see real life bugs later oh here's the rich contrast oh that's their aquarium <gasps> i know it's a bird it's a cage. bird yeah get it carl it's a it's they're in a prison now look how they Kill literally the look down on the tenements yeah. Now that's a bad balcony as an example because it's so low to the ground, but they'll get into a scuffle with the rich boy there. Now hey. who will? Who will? The Dead End Gang! Now one of the reasons why I was really excited to see this movie is because the Dead End Gang made about, I don't know, 150 million movies? Uh, they and made, yeah, 60. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there was like 60. And 60 it's, movies it's, in 20 years. Yeah, well, I remember there was like a fake one and then one that would have one of the originals. Like, there's a couple of people in this yeah, movie. It, it broke off. There was three groups. There were the Dead End, there were four. There was the Dead End Kids. We're seeing them right now. We'll see right. them in eight movies. The Little Tough Guys, the East Side Kids, and the Bowery Boys. So they went Bowery through Bowery Boys. Phases. Now, this guy right here, the little yes. Jughead, he's like in every single one, right? Like, yeah, he's, he's a the lot glue. Of them. He is, the, well, Spit is the glue, and to his left there is Dippy, and he's glue too. If you don't have those two, one of those two, you might as well not make a Bowery Boys movie. What I, what fascinates me about the Bowery Boys is that it's just like funny, broad slapstick. You know, it's 
it's 50 minutes of your comedy pals fucking around. Right. But it was based on this really serious play. That we were watching right now. Yeah. yeah. This is the first one. Uh-oh. That's just uh, a new kid who moved in. This kid here is TJ. He's one of the coolest ones. I want you to meet my kid, Samuel Goodwin Jr. Treat him right. <laughs> That's Milty. Um, All right. Bit, it, okay. Sitting down, hanging in the middle of, you know, he's getting his pointed at right now. Yeah. That's Dippy. Um, and then, now he didn't play Spit in the Broadway play, but, okay, I'll just tell you, Spit's name is Leo Gorsi. And he's one of the faces you see all the time. And all the other the one time. was Hunts Howe. Hunts Howe. Hunts Howe, that's right. He was the big one, too. Like, that guy, yes. like, if he wasn't in it, it's no point. Right. You needed to have one of those two. The other yeah. ones were familiar faces, but less so. <laughs> Carl, I, uh, I was listening to the commentary track on Surf 2, The Vinegar Syndrome, and okay, one of the people it. who wrote the uh, the punk rock movie guide yeah. was saying that they liked the, the surfers because they reminded them of the Bowery Boys. Oh, interesting. And I was like, that's kind of the sentiment I was trying to express. Like, they look like kids like I would want to look like, you know, like of a cool kid. Right. Yeah. Cool and poor. Well, even like... Uh, Little girl got her hat sideways. She came up with that. Now you know the kid in Charlie Chan, the little kid. Yeah. He, he the... will appear in this. Now, I don't think he's the one sitting in the. Okay, here's Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Yeah, and what we're seeing is he's just a regular kid. He doesn't want to drink this crappy milk either. Mwah. Mwah. And she's like, speaking French, Junior. She's like a teacher more than a mom. She's like. Doesn't she have to, like, help the rebel fight Darth Vader? No, because of her hair. Their hair. Okay, now we are meeting one of our main characters, okay? She is, um, well, in the thing, she's Drina Gordon. This is Sylvia Sidney. and. Okay. She you might know her from Beetlejuice if you look at her face. She was top billed until Bogart got all pissy. <laughs> no. Oh, really? Is that no, right? I don't know. I don't no, know. I don't think I don't... so. No, she she had a great long career. I'm just saying in our Who world. Was she? So was she a dead person? Was she the grandparents? Yeah. In the afterlife, she was like um, a caseworker explaining, okay. okay, you two are dead. Remember she had that gravelly voice? That was from all the smoking. Yeah, like, you know, she has a beautiful, pretty voice. Uh, she had dozens of leading roles in the '30s, um, and then less so as the years went on. But then she would, um, she would end. She was in the pilot of WKRP in Cincinnati. She was on Fantasy Island. She was in Mars Attacks. You remember the woman who was like, "They killed Congress." <laughs> That's her. Oh, very nice. Uh, Tim Burton yeah. likes her. Here That's we go. A little alleyway nice. talk. Carl, you remember when we would hang out in the fire extinguishers and yell at each other across the fire? Hey, Carl, how's it going? And our neighbors were like, will you guys shut up? Use the phone. <laughs> we'll get a lot of that in this film. We won't get the shut up part. We'll just get the nice, we're all connected as a community. Now, look, that's rival girlfriend. Rival girlfriend. They're talking about Dave. Dave missed you last night. Yes, I came in late, I did. I tell you, I came in very, very late, I did. Then she's looking at rival girlfriend. Well, she went out with that rich woman. Oh, no. 
Hey, hey. what do you say? It's your turn for buggy pushing. I've been buggy pushing all afternoon. I tell you, Mike, I tell you, Mike, you gotta let him hear the voice. You gotta let him hear the voice every now and again, you see? Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, absolutely. Who's that new kid over there? Hey. Yeah. I loved you at Brick. You were great at Third Rock for the Sun. <laughs> Joseph Levitt. You got it all wrong in Newsies, see? Yeah. Make it I'm louder for the audience. Make it louder. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Studio like, problem. If you want to be in the gang, you got to yeah. give us a quarter. He's like, all I have is three cents. You want to blow this gang? Gotta have a quarter. You gotta you know, have a quarter, Steve. You're late. She won't give me no quarter. Well, you know what? She keeps her stuff. You, know, you, know, you could steal it. He goes, forget it. You guys agree. I don't want to hang out with you. Uh -uh. Uh, Go on with you. Hey. Boys. You know how much three cents is worth? Three cents in 1937 is worth in 1937. Oh, they did the old leapfrog trick. Yeah. Yeah. Always have an audience. Now, look, he's throwing garbage on him. Now, who's watching? The evil what developers? It's Humphrey Bogart. Was that little guy? That little shrimp there? Hey, it's great. I'm back in the OZ, back in the neighborhood. Now she's yeah. Like, get off. Get off. She's the good one defending. Now, that's her little brother. You think it's funny? You think it's funny? Lady, you're scaring me to death. Is he Italian? No. Tommy, I ain't John. You? Not me. Don't look at me. You? Yeah, John, yeah, give it back to him, Spit. Yeah. Yeah, Spit. Come on. Yeah, come on, give it back to him, Spit. Spit it up, Spit. Now, you see how physical? I mean, it was a different time. You don't just go around being in people's face, pushing them, smacking. It's not just because it was a movie. You think, well, I mean, like, they're hotheads. They're teenage hotheads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's much different than, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe thugs would be doing that to each other. I don't know. You know, it's strange. We've watched movies like uh, uh, Street People, and that took place in present day. Yes. And if you remember, there was a guy sitting on the pier in Sausalito or what have you, and uh roger moore comes up from behind and grabs the gun he happened to have lying on the pier yeah one of two guns and it's one of those moments where you're like do we really carry guns like that in the 70s <laughs> or just in the movies you know and yeah, i, I right, see that with right. the violence too like now this is dave and dave we've seen a lot on lwafl moyt he was in the most dangerous game Oh, really? He was the hero, and he we just saw in Come and Get It last episode. That's right. Yeah, well, that, I remember him from the most dangerous game. He was game. the son, uh, yeah, who, yeah. The, who, who fell in love with uh, the Francis Farmer. That's right. Come and get it. Come and get it. All oh. they're saying here is, like, why didn't you come out and meet this rich girl? I want you to meet her. You know, I was telling her all about when we were kids. Now, it's not implied, really, that she's a girlfriend. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's heading that way. Right now, we're just learning about how poor she is, how she's in a union, how they're picketing. Oh, there's rich girl. Ooh, and she just blew a kiss. 
Yeah, Rich Girl is not interesting in real life. Um, her name's Wendy Berry. Kay Burton, she's playing Rich Girl. And she was a British uh, film actress. She was in American things, but she was mostly British. And She's been other... moving into American neighborhoods, gentrifying it, kicking it out the, the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, we got the pier. We could go swimming. Yeah, now they go into the Hudson River. Uh, are we on? No, I think we're on the east. Where this is Manhattan. I mean, it's not really New York, but well, yeah, but we're definitely in a real place in Manhattan. Uh, I'll come back to where we are. I think it's the East River. He is talking now. This is Babyface, not Babyface Nelson, right? right? It's Babyface Martin, and you know they did it because of Babyface Nelson. Also, Humphrey Bogart, I mean, he's a classic gangster. Why not call him Babyface? He, he looks yeah. insanely young, too. Well, I... Let me I see if I can get his voice going, because I can't believe it's him. Second door. Tell the old lady there, a friend wants to see her. Okay, fucking okay. He's such a strange, act, strange actor, you know? Like, he, he doesn't look like he connects to people at all. I know, and it kind of... I don't know, it was... Yeah, people, he... like died young too he went yeah. away uh he was like 58 or something weird let me i'll look it up here he does the vince vaughn mumble he does like the kind of may west mumble the wc like his cadence is off for movies see he had just done this other gangster movie and that's why they picked him now the maltese falcon hasn't come yet that's gonna oh, make that's the big one yeah oh and and was it casablanca the same year um 39 actually no i doubt it no i don't think so oh, 41 high sierra was 45. 41 the maltese falcon was 41 and he okay. gave, you know he became a superstar from that um 46 was the big where is it's probably 45 they probably rushed it out at the end of the war right i don't remember who knows but it was definitely not now because he wasn't that big actor yet these I guess I didn't write it down because I figure he's everybody knows him, you know? Yeah, of course. Okay, so what he's got we're learning here is Babyface was out west doing his crimes and he's he had plastic surgery and he's decided to come back here one more time before he's going off uh to back to the west. To see his mom and to see his old girlfriend. That is his thug, by the way, the guy he just chased away. Yeah. He's meeting Dave, who was like a childhood friend, but not really a friend, just an acquaintance, one of the neighborhood kids. Why don't you give a listen a second? Okay, let's see if I, where I place it. No, she moved away <laughs> a long time ago. The remote. Well, yeah, you're getting to be quite a headliner, huh? All over the newspapers. Could you be around here? I ain't here. I'm out west. I got kind of again to see my old lady and Francie. You know, I ain't seen my Francie, mother in years. Now, now, God bless Humphrey Bogart, but if this was a true Bowery Boys movie, there'd be um, no other adults talking for more than 20 seconds. But no, it would all be pranks on uh, rival gangs. Yeah. Who are you pushing? A landlord. You, you know, know how many times someone got pushed in these movies? <laughs> Bowery Boys plots would be like, my mother got ripped off. Who did it see? Ah, let's find out. I bet you it was Charlie Parker. Let's check it out. 
you know, and then they would go get the stuff back. And at the end of the film, see, all's well that ends well there, Satch. Yeah. No. I would have loved to have been in a movie house where they had like a 50 minute like B movie. Like you would go and you would see Tender as the Night with, you know, everybody shit. I heard that how Hunts, yeah. You would see the main feature, but they always did that. And I was just uh, like a like four, five years old when they used to do that. They would show the main feature, but then they would have this like featurette thing, like a night, uh, like an, I don't know, it could be 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And then it would be a cartoon. Right. We're too, we're too young, uh, young for that, I guess so. They, they did revivals, you know, they would do like, hey, we're doing, yeah. we're bringing back, we'll have serials and we'll have cartoons and, you know. And they still offer, like, I know the retro houses around here, they have Saturday morning uh, cartoons, uh, more, you know, for the kids. You mentioned cool. the shows. Hey. They used to have little events, too. There was some good film with, uh, who, you know, Roseanne's husband. Oh, Tom uh, Arnold? Not personally. No, not Tom Arnold. In, in The Connors, you know. Oh, Dan. Oh, uh, John Goodman? No, not okay, personally yeah. either. John Goodman was in some movie in which he was like he took on a movie house and you know he started to oh matinee matinee popcorn and yeah 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 that's a good trip back okay now they're gonna bother the rich kid let's let's listen okay President of the United States. Can you? So what? I can't be fucked even. That's how much you know. We have a pool in there and an instructor. And I go in swimming every day. A pool in the house? Oh, no. Maloney, you can't have a pool in there. Dirty. 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 He said dirty. He said dirty. I know I said dirty. Dirty. No, I didn't say dirty. I said you're dirty. I have an instructor up here and I have English lessons every day. It is dirty. Shut your <laughs> mouth. Don't make me speak French. Now he says, my uncle is a judge. And that's important later because the father is the brother of a judge. And we'll talk about it when it's time. Is that, Hopefully it's Judge Dredd. My fingers are crossed. <laughs> no, that's... that's no uh, shit. <laughs> is Judge Dredd... Um, the British cartoon well, has been around for decades. Alone. Yeah, they did. They did a '90s version, and his Here's sidekick. Dippy. Yeah, again, that's how Hunts How. Uh, of course, this guy right here, in New York City. Yeah, this is Dippy, and he's Dippy. one of the ones you gotta have if you're gonna have a movie. You know, I was reading. There's like one episode, one movie they did where one of the main guys was visibly drunk on on the screen. Oh well, that's no surprise. You see. Go, um, Goldwyn bought the rights to this, and he loved these guys, and he flew them out to be in the movie, and he immediately regretted it because they would fuck around in the studio, <laughs> ru like running up and down the halls, knocking things over. Ah, it's funny. Uh. He immediately um, – okay, uh, the boys ran wild through the studio, destroying property, crashing a truck through the wall of the soundstage. <laughs> Afterwards, Goldwyn decided not to employ the boys again and Clearly. sold their contracts to Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they did six movies as the Dead Kids. They had this stony little film. Yeah, and then they were they weren't like individuals. They were listed. You know, the actors will be listed, and they'll be listed. The Dead Ed Kids. Right. That was strange. 
They're not even a musical number. <laughs> not even a musical number. This one is Tommy. Uh, and okay, well, he just ran away. Yeah. Okay, no so Hudson Hawk. Rich girl talks to poor potential boyfriend. Oh, Hello gee. there, lady. <laughs> I didn't smell your perfume when you came in. <laughs> so this was a play that ran for three years. It had almost 700 performances. Wow. And this gold, Samuel Goldwyn bought it for 165000 which was so much. It was about $3 million, according to the internet today. It was huge success on Broadway. That's they, 20th Century Fox wanted it, RKO wanted it, and Samuel Goldwyn just gave him the money. Um, and he, you know, they wanted to shoot it out there, but he was dead set against it. He wanted a controlled environment and a soundstage. Actually, so it was a genuine New York. It was a, a play about the experience of New York City. Yes. And Hollywood shot it in Hollywood. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, William Wyler, he's our director. Wanted he this director did Ben Hur. This director did Funny Girl. You know, yeah, he's wild. Um, he's wild, Wyler. Oh. William Wyler wanted to do it on the streets of New York. Samuel insisted. Blah blah blah. Uh, the most convincing and elaborate sets in film history. That's an opinion. Sounds like. Yeah, sure. No one's seen Mar Super Mario Brothers. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> When producer Samuel Goldwyn visited the huge set constructed for the film, a very de detailed depiction of a New York slum, he shouted, Why do directors want these slums to be so dirty? Clean it up! He, he was eventually persuaded by the director that very few people live in a clean slum, and it would hurt the picture's credibility uh, if it was a nice place to live. So William Wyler directed the property man to litter the set with real garbage to create the appropriate slum atmosphere. The disturbed and fastidious Samuel Goldman, who would pick up the garbage after shooting, would stop for the day. Damn it, Sam! Now we gotta spread out the garbage again. Okay, the stage directions of the play indicate that Rockefeller Center can be seen in the distance. It's around 50th Street Piers of Manhattan. Now, that sounds like the West Side to me, but... <clears throat> Right. It was the corner of East 53rd Street and the East River. So it is the East River. And today, it, Sutton Place South runs North East 53rd Street at the corner. Uh, now, today, it's like exit 11 of FDR Drive. I was going to say, Carl, you, you uh, being a native New Yorker, yes. a proud uh, native New Yorker who and rubs it in your you, you rub that fact in every Jersey boy's face. Right. Oh, excuse me. I was born in New, in, in New York, yeah. in Manhattan. I said. Manhattan. Yeah, not Brooklyn. No, the truth is, I was born in Washington D.C. and I've been a Jersey boy since I was three years old. But yes, I grew up on the mean streets of New York. That's why I'm a project manager. I was grew up in the projects. That's yeah. That's right. They did, and you uh, had software. Uh, you so where's the Bowery and where's here right now? Uh. Oh, in real life? Yes. Yeah, Bowery same. is way downtown. Do you remember CBGB's? Sure. I've, so I went there. Bowery. So what you would do is go down Fifth Avenue. Actually, no, Washington Square is in your way. Uh, I guess you would go down like um, uh, 10th Avenue. And uh, I don't know. The Bowery is kind of over on the east side, but downtown it gets tight. So now, this is the east side you were saying. This is the East River. 
Yeah. Oh, there's the kid. He might be the kid. Or is hey, he a little rascal? Tough. Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't write it down. I think maybe he's a little rascal. Did you look see at this? Has like there? an even smaller crew. Right? Yeah, These are right. like tiny tots. That's right. Hey. They're like a tiny gang, and they're going to get kicked out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, Go yeah, find yeah. your own newspaper route. Right. You say I work dirty? Oh, I said you were working yes. dirty. See, it says um, East 53rd Street gang only on the brick. Oh, right. And those tiny tots were, like, not part of that gang. Look at how Spit is smoking a cigarette, and it's no big deal in a movie. Well, I mean, I'm transfixed every time Humphrey has a cigarette because he does that thing where he, like, slides it out of his yeah, mouth. Yeah, right. And it just stays there. And He's with that fucking hat tilted like that, it's like every right. Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> He's got this tilted. Now they're going to embarrass wanna... a lady. I wanted to order the rabbit. Yes, yes, right away, Mr. Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> he does smoke a cigarette super cool, and it, 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 the way he pulls it out of his mouth, like you said, and it, like, sticks. It sticks. Yeah, it sticks. And his lips are so thin, it's like, it's, it's almost like he's doing a trick. I love black and white movies. I love the tone, like, the, the you know, everything's kind of, like, this is this movie's kind of put together with all these sets. Yep. Maybe, like, Popeye. Do you remember that uh, Robin Williams movie? wonderful set design if that's the right term it had that weird like set design like they took over an entire island and built like this like popeye village oh sweet haven god must love us i remember that was from there i gotta watch rewatch that movie you're my father you got the same squinty eye <laughs> all i remember is like brutus was like a son of a bitch he was like punching everybody he was yeah, just like, was, he wouldn't even talk. He yeah. I saw that I saw that in New Jersey. Uh and uh there was a promo for Heaven's Gate. Oh. Yeah, in 19, and Under the Rainbow. It was a classic year back then. Under the Rainbow, yeah. That was the documentary about the terrible Wizard of Oz experience, I think. It was on YouTube for a hot second, that movie. That would have been a good one. Yeah. So let I me tell you that. about Spit, right? In real yeah. life. Uh, of course, he's born in New York City in uh, 1917, uh, Russian Jewish immigrants, vaudeville parents. Um, he was short, 4'11", 4'11". No, 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 no. The father was 4'10", the mother was 4'11", and, and, and Spit here is 5'6", which is my height. <laughs> um, so anyway, the earlier films presented Gorsi, that's his name, Leo Gorsi. Um, as Spit, in the 40s, the dramatic films shifted into redneck, roughneck comedies. We already talked about this. Roughneck comedies. That's now, a nice way of putting it. Now, <laughs> his big thing was called uh, malaparisms. He would say a stupid, he would say the word wrong. Right. Well, that's go, what you, you accused me of those malaparisms myself. Well, you just mum okay. But he yeah. went on to say something like, ah, it's a clever seduction. That does not tire. Like, can you imagine me writing like the next script for the Bowery Voice? All right, uh, call this a glass of witter and call it a day. Well, like if you would say, I reiterate, he would go, I regurgitate. <laughs> you you called me you mentioned opposite. this on the show, Carl. You always call me out on when we shot our public access show thirty years ago, Fish yes. Burgers, where you were an alien and I had offered you a bed, yeah, place to stay, and it was warm. the bathtub. 
and I don't finish my sentence, and you kept that in. Yes. No, it was Dave Kennedy. You brought Dave him Kennedy. to the you brought him to the, the bathtub and you said, I got you a nice here, it's a warm. <laughs> you meant to say like a warm, comfy bed or something, but you just yeah. stopped talking. I had to leave that in. I didn't have another cut. I remember it was a we had a ta- uh, blanket in the bathtub for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a warm. I was recently thinking about that. So look between Bogart and Dave, they keep having the like. You know, I'm. You know, I know you killed five men. You better keep your mouth shut. I can trust you. It's like he snaps at him. You better keep your mouth shut. You know, like. Okay, he just found out that rich girl's going into the tenement, so he's like, oh, shit. Now, she is going to see some cockroaches, and it, I don't know. The director just didn't like it, so he got real roaches so that she would really be grossed out. Oh, cool. This guy was meticulous. He would make you do it again and again and again, and she's he's just like, no, you're disgusted. We have to see that you've rejected right. this life. I will, director, I will do it, Billy Wilder. Director Billy Wilder, I will do it. It's not Billy Wilder. Okay, now, William Wilder. Here comes, here comes the garbage can. Now, right. watch her face when she sees the real roaches. There's watch. real roachy. That's the oh. one he kept. That won an Oscar. They, they, did the cockroach win an Oscar, best cockroach? Actually, a woman did win an Oscar in this, and she's only on the screen for one scene. It's kind of okay. not fair. They just okay, gave no. him out. Dave saw her disgusted, and Dave's making the decision, we can't be together. We're from different worlds. It just isn't going to work out. Now, this uh, Gorski would go, he would drink a lot, um, he would abuse alcohol, and he, let's see, um, the series was immediately successful. Gorski starred in four Bowery Boys films that year. The father died as a result of injuries from an automobile accident. Devastated, he began be abusing alcohol, wow. lost a lot of weight, trashed a film set in an intoxicated rage. The studio refused to grant him a pay raise he demanded, so he parted ways with the Bowery Boys and was replaced by Stanley Clements for seven films. The brother, Gorski's brother, David, stayed in the films. I do remember that. Yeah, like that was the, the longest running uh, Bowery boy. Ah, uh, look at his Jughead hat. It really Well, is. and then the Prince Valiant haircut. Yeah. And this guy's got like the, not a Jufro, it's like a Brainiac explosion. Oh, that's right. He's got a brain. He's probably Jewish. Now, Gorski was also in Mad, Mad, Mad World. He right. Uh, Hunts Hall and a bunch of low-budget films. I'm trying uh, to think if I could place him in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. I can. sure. That movie was a hit with my kid. We watched 30 minutes of it. <laughs> that's good. That's, <laughs> that's a good, good run. Yeah, it's a good run. Okay, now... This is pretty bad and good at the same time. They're going to fuck this kid up, man. They really are. Are you sure the pool instructor is like right inside, indoors? The pool instructor is right inside. No, he. the guy's going, the garage is shut down, so they have to go and get the car and bring it down here. So that's okay. who he's waiting for, his driver. Pool All right. <coughs> Oh, COVID, COVID. I got 
No, no. I've got tuberculosis. Now check this out. You can't come. It's only for the gang. Only for the gang. See. Boy, you're jumping great. Well, you get the hell out of your pants. Too bad to let you see it. Boy, you never saw anything like that before. Oh, I don't, I don't even care. Fuck off. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Come you on, let him in, fellas. Come on, put it up. Put it up. Come on now. Well, all right. Let him come. Come on. All right. Make it seem like. Right now, the kid wants to come. Come on. I don't know. All right. Wait, wait, I'm coming. Oh, it's right. now he finally get a friend. Really brutal. Let's <laughs> you don't have to listen now. <laughs> Look at this asshole. Look at that running. Got a good plank. I know where I could get a switch. Yeah, just a piece of wood I were, was thinking of. Bogart. <laughs> Uh oh, I think it roll out a barrel. Now look, Bogart sees his mom. My own mama. Oh no, is he gonna be a gangster with a mama's complex? Well, he just wants to say hello to his mom. He hasn't seen him since he was in, out of reform school. But the oh, mom no. is I mean, it's the worst acting I've ever you have the sound still up? Because the acting is horrible. Check it All right, out. I, I still have it up. Okay. How are you, Mom? Me. It's me. Baby face. Yeah. What? Tramps are ladies. <laughs> That's right. Too bad to see me. Uh, maybe not. Maybe you remember the tramp that used to have his. Uh, he'd take a bandana, put his. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Bindle. Yeah. A little. I think there were tramps. We saw a movie, Tramp, Tramp, Tramp. Right. Right. Which was, Which was a Civil War song, but there was three tramps in it. At least. Lose one tramp. I'm really surprised at her acting. Now, the thing is, I know this director. He wanted this on purpose. He wanted her to be flat and awful. But I, I just don't think it's... Did, did she win the Oscar? Because I'll go no. and take it back. No, she... Yeah. If she had won the Oscar, we should wait until she passed away, go to her estate sale, and fucking steal it. I think the Bowery Boys has a... They definitely have a star on Hollywood... I think I it's know, Vine. I think it's Hollywood and Vine. I think it's I'm like the special. No, it might be even prior to that. I don't know. I'll have to find it. I'll let you know in the future. It's definitely out there. I've seen it. Yeah, I um it's a famous I one. I wrote down a bunch of stuff about them, but I didn't catch that. No worries. I think I should go and just photograph stars of uh people who've been in our movies and that's a great start. idea. Yeah. I think Do walking tour. Is show, like the blouse is open. This is why she won an Oscar because she showed her. She had a she, revealing dress. She didn't win the Oscar. She didn't win the Oscar? No. Uh, her acting is so bad. Look at that nice crying, though. That's pretty good acting. She was there at the Oscars night. I remember uh, they said to her, excuse me, can you move over a bit? <laughs> the, the winner is coming through. Oh, mom. So, Bogart's been rejected, completely 100% rejected by his mother. Yeah, and he had like a brunch uh, reservation all set up. It's awkward. <laughs> now, Table for gonna, two? Yeah, they're going to go in and 
his thug is going to put on some music to cheer up his his his. Oh, but first you got to get a toothpick. There was toothpicks on back back in the Bowery East East River. If you need a toothpick, just go in. <laughs> so it's a player piano. Yeah. Turn it off, see. Turn it off. So the only way he knows yeah. how to do it is to fucking kick it. What Sunday, Monday, happy days. Turn it off. Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, happy days. Now, the proprietor is going to remember that kick. He did not like that kick. No, those are expensive. I mean, that's probably for the 1800s. That's not a kicker piano, you know. Now, look, you see, mark the bottle. Yeah. That means As one does. Yeah, if you pour it on your own behind my back, I'm going to know. Why don't you just take the bottle and put it behind the bar? Right, right. I don't know. Right. See, he's got that toothpick going. Yeah. Shut up, yo. Uh, let's see who this thug is. Uh name's Alan Jenkins, and, and his nickname in this movie, his name in this movie is Hunk. Huh? He's all ears. He died in 74. He's an American actor and singer, worked stage and film and television, born in Staten Island, 1900. Yeah. Member of wow. the so-called Irish Mafia, group of Irish-American actors, which included Spencer Tracy, James Cagney, blah, blah, blah. Worked later as a voice character of Officer Charlie Dibble in the Hanna-Barbera TV cartoon Top Cat. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. Officer Dibble, huh? And I'm Top Cat, I'm Arnold Stang. He worked with, like, Bogart and Arnold Stang. Yeah, that's all I got on this guy. Hello, evening, Officer Dribble. Now, evening, Top Cat. Now, now Top Cat, you're not doing some really weird, boring hijinks, are you? Uh, well, Officer Dribble, it would be even easier to... They've beaten the guy up, they've stole his jacket, they've stole his watch. Yeah. I mean, he's all fucked up. Good times. Now, he's got a couple bucks, so he's like, "Say, sister, I have a quick. You know, maybe uh, I can buy you something nice. Would you like a soda?" And she's like, "With what money? What have you been doing?" Why are your pants? I wasn't doing nothing. I was just I thinking was just... how hot you look, and a soda would do just the trick. They're going swim, and that's why their pants. Oh, are right. I got gotcha. you. This is just not today's movie. I mean, they're smoking cigarettes, beating up kids, getting undressed. This movie does. I mean, it's it's really to their detriment that they didn't shoot on uh, on site because it's a play, uh -huh. and it's a movie version of a play. And sometimes right. they feel like plays, and sometimes that works, you know. Yeah. But it's like you want to. It's so strange that it became this. Based on real life, it's based on suffering, right? Based on the poor in New yes. York City. Yeah, it became a play and a hit. Then it became a movie, and then the characters in the movie became one acting entity that appeared in six other movies, five other movies. Right. And then they spawned a, a series of like B films. Yes. Where it was more and more like years. just yeah, like is there something to equivalent of that? Was there like a catfish? Maybe the there was catfish was originally a documentary. 
and then it became that MTV uh, show. I don't know Catfish. Isn't that huh. crazy? But I'm trying to think, like, was there something that was, like, serious documentary that just turned into, like, a slapstick? A jo- mm, good question. Um, uh, I know I'll find an example. Yeah. She's a really good actress in this, by the way. Um, she, she deserved that Oscar she won. Well, she didn't win an Oscar once again. Uh, it's just this woman who has a one scene. It hasn't come up yet? No. She became an actress at... Right, it hasn't come up yet. She became an actress at 15 years old as a way of overcoming shyness. And her first film appearance was an extra in a D.W. Griffith film. Ooh. The Sorrows of Satan. You would definitely lose your shyness being an extra in a Cecil uh, (laughs) D.W. film. She was always playing girlfriends or sisters of a gangster. Gary Cooper's girlfriends, Spencer Tracy, Henry Fonda, you know, Harry Grant, just sisters and uh, girlfriends of gangsters. I never promised you a rose garden. She was in uh, Hitchcock's Sabotage. She was in Fury in 36 by Chris Lang. Uh, She was one of the highest paid actresses in the industry, earning 10 grand a week. $80,000 she got for Sabotage with uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Was she the one who was top billed and they had to recall the film and put Bogart's name in it? No. I thought I'd say that. Yes. She, yes, she was? Well, I don't know what she, I'm not sure exactly what you asked, but when this film came out, her name was on the top, right. and for some reason that wasn't cool with Bogart. So in the next releases, Bogart's name got put up front, and that's what we were seeing here. Oh, no. Richie Rich is sad. Yeah, he's super sad, and he's he's all beat up. There they are. Don't go into that club. <laughs> Chasing pigeons. You gonna spank him? Now, someone's caught, and his name is Tommy. Okay, and Tommy is the brother of uh, our our hero, uh, our heroine Drina. Gotcha. Right? So. Let me go, let me go, and he's not going to let him go. Here's your watch back. Of course, the father wants justice. He wants the kid arrested. Yeah. And so now here's the sister. She's doing her thing. Oh, and there's James. Who was Mars, uh, Mars attacks? She was, um, she raised pug dogs as show dogs. Look, he just got stabbed in the arm by a right. knife that Milty gave him. And that's going to be... That's going to oh. be reform school strong. Oh, here you go. He published two books on the art of needlepoint. <laughs> Who did? The, the actress? Yes. She was, well, she was doing needlepoints. As show dogs. She was a good, she had a good life. She was doing needlepoints in this movie. Remember she was sticking her yeah. head out the window? Yep. Good top of the morning, Carl. Top of the morning, Mike. Will you two shut up? Just meet downstairs. Now, the cop is being told, you go get that fucking kid. And the cop's not being a jerk about it, but he's like, yeah, right. I'm going to spend my time. But then he's going to find out that this is the brother of a judge. Uh, And for his own career, he better go find that kid. Is he going to wave his brother's name around? No, uh, the doorman is. Here, turn it on now. Turn it on. 
So that little indication uh, is like, oh, you better fucking fix this. Now what's the kid's name? Where does he live? I don't know. Listen, you liar. You said it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shay. I was talking about your mother. Your mother. Look at that. You know, this uh, Dave Connell, he's been in our stuff. I mean, he's this is the third one. He's a, like a friend to the... The most dangerous game is a kick-ass movie, and he was yeah. kick-ass in it. So, yeah, he, he definitely... Uh, he was in Foreign Correspondent, you know, Alfred Hitchcock. A lot of Hitchcock movies brought up. Well, yeah. Oh, he was in Barbary Coast. Um, oh. In Sullivan's Travels, which is not Gullivan's Travels. No, I've seen Sullivan's Travels. That's Preston Surge. Uh, the French say are a funny race. Yes, Preston Surge's comedy classic. Oh, the oh, French Bear Funny Race, right. Hey, um, I'm Humphrey Bogart. Stop walking. Look, they're they're facing face to face. But his 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 um face is different, and that's why he can safely talk to a cop. Right. But he's nervous. Oh, because he's still wearing the same clothes? They always he did another movie called Dark Passage where he was like he got a face change and no one oh. recognized him. And it looked like he, you know, he turned out to be Bogart. Oh, it was a famous movie because it had like a first-person view of him. Listen, beginning. I just want to go on record again. We saw that movie Man with Bogart's Face, and it was yeah. a comedy. I got just, I just got to say, and uh -huh. that guy did a lot of like stage work in which he did a comedy. It was the wrong thing to do. It was the wrong way to go. What they should have done was continue making this style Humphrey Bogart movie. They should have made other. Maltese Falcons and Casablancas with that guy being a serious actor. And all the older people who were in those films right. had parts in it. Absolutely. You've seen Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid, right? Yes, yes. That's a great example. Yeah. That kind of a film. Of course, that was a comedy, but... It was a, it was a comedy that took clips from movies from the 40s and, and interspersed it in the film. So they would have Humphrey Bogart from another film on the phone. Yeah, can't you see funny. like Humphrey Bogart, you know, the man with Bogart's face doing that role? You know, you know I, have you seen the movie on uh, Pornhub, the man with Humphrey Bogart's uh, dick? No, not even <laughs> worth it. Not even worth it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> you can't prove it, right? We never right. saw it. We never saw um, it. Listen, man, I took spent a lot of time exhuming this penis. <laughs> exhuming. All right, hunk, hatch. Is there any DNA left? Can we get a penis sample? So now, here comes Francie. Okay, right. now Francie is a prostitute and she has syphilis, but oh, can't say that. There was all sorts of censorship in the uh, movie. She's like act two syphilis well, just rises. Say she's sick. But the thing is, if it was 1937 and you're in the audience watching this, you did know what she was sick from. You know, you knew right. the movie couldn't say it. And they never say what's her job that got her syphilis. But. Well, they play that. Have you win an Oscar for this? Oh, this scene. When they play, what do you got? I'll give you a hint. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Clap, clap. <laughs> you got the clap? <laughs> 
we saw another i was going to say there was another actor in this that we've seen oh so uh richard uh who's that guy you know who i'm talking about no. from from greengrass oh. the the golly goes well, uh richard goes uh, the <laughs> golly goat <laughs> richard burden yeah, Richard Burton. Right. He grows the golly goat. Yeah, he was a green golly goat. Mal- it's just, a, it's not a malprofavorism. You're just a kook. It's uh, go-go gadget. So anyway, he was, Lauren Bacall was uh, in a documentary in 1963 about Richard Burton. Uh-huh. And she was saying that young Richard Burton came to our table and Bogey took a liking to him, and they were good drinking buddies together. <laughs> because she, she, she outlived she was married him. to him. Yeah. Well, it was a great romance. I mean, it was great romance. They made great movies together, and she always spoke fondly of him and, like, gave very classy interviews, like, talking about his memory and stuff like that. But Well, he that was one... 44 years old, and he met Lauren Bacall when she was 19. They were filming To Have or To Have Not in 44. 19 years old, and he was 44. I guess uh, it was the more the former than the latter, To Have or Have Not. Ah. So they would go on to do Dark Passage and Key Largo as yep. Mary. Okay, why don't you listen for a second? Don't worry about that. The dream. I'm having a dream. What I wanted for so long. It's a dead end. I'm tired. I'm sick. Can't you see it? Look at me. God, you've been looking at me like I used to be. He's got syphilis, and the audience knows it. He just says, I'm sick. Oh, he figured it out. He's looking down, not looking yeah. up. Now, he's going to be mad. Like, why did you become a prostitute? And she's like, what are you talking about? Why did you go into crime? We both did what was available to us. Why didn't you? Why don't you? There you go. So there's no dead-end kids. No, but really, why didn't you? Like, because you do kidnappings and rob banks. That means, I mean, they're both crimes. And what's available? Nobody's going to pay to sleep with you, Bogart. Right, that's true. So she's gonna he's gonna give her some money and send her on her way, but he is really not interested anymore. And she's like, Give me a kiss for old time's sake, and it hurts yeah, her uh-uh. feelings. This is maybe why she won go ahead, listen. This is maybe why she won an Oscar. Could you spare another twenty bucks? I got it. Yeah. Oh come on, forget it. I was done. All right, all right, beat it. Damn. Yeah. One more thing. Yeah, uh, just one more thing. thing. Columbo. For old time's sake, will you do me a favor? 20 bucks. Please. Will you kiss me here? Just for old time's sake. Use his dental dam. Oh, she cheated. Use your dental dam. Goldfish. Now, they would go and be in two other films together. They would be in Key Largo together. And this film, I don't know, The Amazing Dr. Clitterhouse. What? Yeah. No, I'm familiar with the Pornhub one. Uh, oh, the yeah. Amazing Dr. Clitoris. But this is The Amazing Dr. Clitterhouse in 1938. Clitterhouse? Do you? 
I don't know. I don't think we can't locate it. Get it? Because the word clip. <laughs> I can't find it. Now, this film was highly censored, that scene that won an Oscar. Um, but also, okay, Breen requested that the line, all cats look alike in the dark, be deleted. That was about a rich girl versus a poor girl. He goes, all cats look alike in the dark. All cats. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, I got to call you. Don't have to spell it out. <laughs> son of a bitch and go to hell were, tra- were made to trail off. You son of a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, well, you could... My... Mm. That was before and after. Um, the word bum should not be used in British prints for the film. That word in British was slang for posterior. No Bronx cheer should be used. The character right. spit should not be actually shown spitting. There should be no scenes of this character stepping on cockroaches uh-huh. or spilled garbage. Um uh, they didn't name him Spit in this, so they go, "Hey, you're Spit." So they do get to say Spit, but they just don't spit. Right. Just don't actually spit. What is this like? A, oh, look at the breadsticks, Carl. <laughs> it's it's an Italian place. It's he he got pizza. I mean, you know, really in the yeah earlier he said we'll have two pizzas. Because, you know, New York City has the best pizza. We know. We get it. You're, yeah, you're we back. get it already. Right. Come on now. Look, you are part of our heritage. You are from here, and you should have pride in Jersey pizza. Carl, I, got, I had a – last time I had a chance to go to New Jersey, it was, we had a great time. It was, uh, it was a guest of yours, and you took me to White Castle, which I hadn't had, and I ate so much White Castle. Yeah. And then you pulled up to Mr. Dino's Pizzeria in Watchung Plaza. Yeah. Right. And Montclair, and you're like, let's get pizza. And I was stuffed; I couldn't eat. And you're like, have a bite. And I took one bite, and it, I just everything rushed back. It was like really intense. Like it yeah. was really good pizza. And then also the guy behind the counter was looking at me, so he probably re- remembered who I was. You think so? From high school, maybe. I remember there's that guy who answered the phone, Dino. Dino. One time. <laughs> Me and Tom were in there eating our pizza like little dumb dicks, freshmen in high school or whatever. Right. The phone rings, and then we both went, Dino. Right, and he looked at us so mad because he was about to pick up the phone and go, Dino. So we did it. <laughs> he looked at us so mad, and he goes, kick and he goes, Dino. <laughs> like he had to, like on purpose, and Dino. You killed his. You killed his buzz. Yeah, we really we fucked with him, and we didn't mean to. Now, this Joel McRae, who we know from Dangerous Game and Come and Get It, yeah, he was having a hard time working with Bogart once. Um, they were on some rooftop scene, and they're talking. So the directors keeps doing new takes, new takes, and he goes, "Okay, okay, let's take five. And he pulled him aside and goes, "What's going on with you? Why can't you deliver your lines right? Why can't you?" And he goes. Well, I didn't want to admit this, and I was just trying to live with it, but Humphrey Bogart's spitting on me. When Humphrey Bogart was saying his lines, little little things of spit would get in his cheeks and his eye. It was fucking with him. That explains his later acting style when he would talk to the ground. (laughs) It was was thanked afterwards. Uh, Claire Trevor, Babyface's old girlfriend, American actress. She died in 2000. 65 films. Between 33 and 82, winning the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Key Largo, 
and she received a nomination. She didn't win for Dead End. Um, have, have you seen Key Largo? Yes, in my life. I don't remember it well. Do you do you recommend it? Yeah, I mean, it's a strange film. It's a, definitely a classic, and like people love it. But it's just this idea of like.